0: Hey everybody, thank you for checking out The Real Abhinav Audio Experience. I just want to let you know, even if you don't finish this episode, that I have tremendous amount of love for you and I wish nothing but good things to come for you this year. Even though we're going through a crazy crisis globally, I know that it's going to get better and I know deep inside you do too, which is why you're here. Get it going. So, if you're hearing that laughter, that's our guest for today, Michaela Smith, joining us from Colorado, uh, the uh, founder and the curator of Karma Coaches and Meditation Nut. Michaela, thank you so much for taking the time on this wonderful evening to spend a little bit of it with me.
1: Absolutely. Thank you. This is wonderful already.
0: Already Amazing. So listen, I really want to start out with talking about meditation and everything with it. You know, it's very interesting to me. I've gotten into meditation about three years ago, but people I know always misunderstand what meditation is. A lot of times they think it's just sitting still and uh, doing nothing, which is a hard concept if if you don't really understand like, or if you're not going through a rough period in your life, it's really hard for most people to understand why that would be valuable because we live in such a, busy world where everything is just moving at the speed of the internet, right? So, (laughs) curious to hear a little bit about, you know, your journey with meditation. I know you've been meditating for over a decade. So, what kind of got you into that? You know, why did you decide to do that?
1: (laughs) I think that's what most people's question is usually. It's usually like, (laughs) Michaela, really? (laughs) Um, And what I found, so, I was originally introduced to it through my brother actually Mm -hmm. um and as i watched his practice i noticed that he was so much calmer and like less activated by things and i was like oh man and like i've always been like the, the the pouncer i guess you could call it and like the the one who's out to instigate things i see Um, and so (laughs) i haven't always been very passive (laughs)
0: sounds familiar
1: (laughs) and so within that i wanted to i was really jealous actually of like what i saw within him and i was like gosh i've got to go like figure out what this is and so I started going to the same place that he was going, which was like the slow meditation center mm-hmm. and, um, started learning some of the, the practices and the principles. And then I, I got hooked and, and I got hooked probably about, gosh, I'm trying to think probably like four years later where it was really obvious that I needed to start doing a daily practice. Um, for my own physical well-being because one of the things that's amazing about meditation is that it actually can help your nervous system calm down um and so have you ever done the the breath work of like in for four hold for four out for four hold for four yeah i
0: in my history so i did a few things i learned meditation off of youtube first off and then i was like that's not enough because it was not really structured for me and Uh so i went to uh this uh thing called inner engineering i don't know if you've heard of it before um it familiar, so there's there's a yogi or a mystic from india his name is Sadhguru. he started uh this foundation isha foundation which is this huge uh you know nonprofit that that is global and it's amazing because really the mission is to help people uh you know make themselves better it's cleverly named their introductory course is called inner engineering because so many of us are out here architecting our External world, but not only, you know, that doesn't really help us inside all the time. And, and that's why we're like, I kind of got my structured meditation or initiation into it, which includes some, you know, breath work around that. So I understand, like, generally speaking, when I sit down to meditate, no matter what kind of state I was in, I definitely feel a change of state in my body, in my, my mind for sure after I'm done. So I can definitely relate to the fact that, yeah, even, and even I've done some Wim Hof. I'm not sure if you're familiar with his breathing That's- technique. It's kind of like hyperventilating, but it definitely <laughs> hyperoxygenates you and it can definitely change your state.
1: Well, it helps the immune system. That's the other piece that I've learned so much. So one of the pieces that I, so I, once I start doing like that daily practice and, mm-hmm. and daily practice like it was literally like sometimes five minutes and so it was a process though to kind of figure out well what does like maybe 20 minutes look like and then what does a day retreat look like what does Mm. a week retreat look like and like starting to play with some of that and then i i had multiple teachers obviously throughout amongst multiple different traditions and otherwise um, within Buddhism and within Hinduism. Like, it, for me, it's never mattered as to, like, where they show up. They just kind of show up. And that's uh, that's been my experience. And so uh, through that conversation, it's been more so on – how can I like develop this practice and be able to keep continuing on and see how I can like calm down my nervous system. So one of the things that I have learned is that I've personally experienced um, autoimmune uh, Mm. type responses in my, in my body. And um, one of the pieces with meditation is that it can help, seriously calm down the whole entire physical body and the entire nervous system so that it allows for like the full experience of the physical body and like the physical being and um which can be an amazing experience if you haven't had that in a long time or you don't feel well for a long period of time It just all of a sudden like your whole body just goes oh so much better um so it's it's been a really long journey, I guess, <laughs> um, for myself, which is why then now, um, why I've got the Meditation Nut.
0: Yeah, tell me what that's all about. Meditation yeah. Nut, what an interesting name.
1: <laughs> well, so I've got to tell a story because tell story are so fun. Yes,
0: go right ahead.
1: <laughs> so I went on to Fiber and I said, okay, What I want is like this logo that is like a nut because I feel like sometimes being a nut is quite fun. And um, it's silly, it's fun, it's playful, it's open, it's connected, like that's how I feel. And um, so this person created this logo and it had, I mean, I laughed so hard whenever I saw this because it has like these super skinny arms and then these luscious calves on, like, this little cartoon of a nut. And it's just hilarious because I, I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one who finds <laughs> it. No,
0: definitely. I think that was partly what attracted us to want to reach out to you. We're like, what the heck is this meditation nut thing? Super curious, all out of the gate. So I was very interested to get a hold of you.
1: Uh, oh, so yeah.
0: definitely it works, you know? Yeah. It works.
1: <laughs> Didn't even mean for it to. But, yeah, in the process of it, one of the things that – I now do within my own coaching practice is using meditation as a space for transformation. Because one of the things within meditation that's so powerful is yes, it does calm down the system. However, whenever our thoughts come up over and over and over and over again, and we don't know how to get past that track or the same movie keeps playing or the same clouds keep going by, whatever the visualization that people use to create that, that it doesn't allow for anything new to actually show up. And so then what I end up doing is through my own coaching practices, getting people into the the space of meditation, so getting them grounded, and then being able to go through exercises that allow for them to actually see who they really are Hmm. on the other side. And who we really are is just amazing, powerful human beings. And that's the piece that we get the opportunity to be present to.
0: You know, that's that's very interesting to kind of dissect a little bit for me because meditation is, is one of those things where I don't think it's – I never would have – if you had asked me 10 years ago, like, hey, you should meditate, I would have probably not given it a second thought because it didn't make sense to me. I don't I was in a very different environment at the time in my life I was a little bit younger of course and I was also kind of getting you know th- very egotistically driven because that seemed made to make most sense at that age you're trying to identify yourself as something in this world so you latch on to some ideas and you start to pursue them and you start to tell everybody about what you're doing and why you're doing it meanwhile I think inside deep inside no matter who you're trying to be it's an interesting game regardless, because when we're doing that deep inside, I think there's always this knowing of like, I'm playing a character, I'm not fully mm-hmm. being someone that I you know I think I could be like and part of that is like maybe realizing that that's the game we play with ourselves as we put out a thought or a belief and, and we really try to play with it and, and kind of stretch it to its limits. But well, what really happens is over time, in my experience, and I'm sure you have some stories about this, is like when things start to fall apart from what you have decided and when things start to happen you know, naturally as they do and they're not what you expected, those models that we have, those mental models and, and ideas about how our life should be and what things should be like, they start to deteriorate. And I think it's very important because this happens to everyone in their life at some point or another. It just matters... What were you doing at that stage? How your surroundings were? Were you around loving people or not? Were they able to kind of talk through to it, you know, with you? For me, it just so happened I was all alone uh, working and, you know, being by myself in a city that I was new to. And I really felt like the weight of the world was all over my, like, at the same time where my ideas were collapsing. Meditation came to me almost as a whisper. Actually, my mom introduced it to me. She said, you should do some yoga. And I was like, well, I don't really like the idea of doing a bunch of yoga, but I'll do it anyway. So I try to like look up stuff on YouTube. She sent me a couple of breathing exercises from videos on YouTube. You know, there's tons of Indian gurus out there. And so I started watching one or two of them and I was kinda like very, very hard for me to get over like the how the heck is this gonna help me, like just sitting here? Right? But it's the proof is in the pudding at the end of the day. You gotta do it. And you gotta mm-hmm. do it enough to then see. You know, talk to me a little bit about how when you meditate or when you, you know, talk to other people about it, what is it that you're helping people kind of, you know, what barriers are you trying to break with it when, when they want to, you know, get into this and they're not quite able to?
1: So there's a couple of things with this is that somehow I've dealt with people who have been in business for like a long time, mm-hmm. like um, 10, 20, 30 years um, it are usually the, the clients that I'm working with. And so those patterns are so consistent. And for me, on my side, it's like, yeah, I can see the patterns. Like, they're there. And from a space of meditation to actually be in that space, what it actually takes sometimes is just sit down, close your eyes, and shut up. And that's it. For five minutes. And, like, no more.
0: I know a lot of people that can't do that.
1: I know. And I, and I, I've talked with people who have said, I, Michaela, you don't understand, like, I can't do that. Like, I can't physically do that. And so then it's okay. So what would allow for you to feel most connected? Because it's really about the connection. Um, It's not necessarily because eventually... We all get into that space of the silence and the connection and all of that. Eventually, that is definitely what happens. But there's there's that space that's almost like a speed bump or something like that, where you have to get past the speed bump. And then once you get there, then it's, okay, now let's drop into a deeper practice. And so one of the things that my experience has been is that I'll walk people through these exercises and what they'll see for themselves on the other side is they'll go, Oh, maybe I should try that five minutes. Because see, before, 20 minutes before, there that was so impossible for them to even like comprehend. Right. Even think about what's possible. But then they go through 10, 15 minutes worth of an exercise and they go. Oh, now I see where my blocks are. I didn't see that previous piece before, but now I know where I need to work on. Because for me, how I show up in business is also how I show up in personal. Like, it's, I show up the same way in both places. And so it's not a different person, per se, um, and so hopefully you know if I'm showing up abrasive and mean and frustrated and all the rest of this stuff and in, in business I can guarantee you I'm showing that way up that way in my personal life and Sorry. so it's really getting clear on and I want to I want one more point that you're talking don't. about with the connection to people and like Being able to see how things shift and and like what that looks like. And one of the pieces that my experience has been is that whenever I'm with somebody, I usually know already within myself, deep inside, if I'm really being my authentic self.
0: Hey guys, I just wanted to step in here real quick and let you know that we also have this full conversation live on YouTube where you can see the video of both of us talking. I tend to feel like video captures a little bit more human emotion and you get to really see what someone's reaction was to a statement. So if you're interested in checking that out, you can go to YouTube and search for Blossom Media Studio. Now let's get back to this episode.
1: Like, I usually know that very, very clearly, and yet sometimes we're not necessarily empowered to express that at all times. And so, which is ultimately what's caused me to be in groups where it's like, I don't belong here. Mm. And yet somehow I'm here. And, or if I feel like I'm super lonely, that somehow I kind of forget to like create connection. And, or like, there's all those different pieces that I'm sure we could go on for like the next two hours, but um, (laughs) in the process of that, to really create a conversation around what does true connection actually look like and feel like, like, what does that love feel like? Because that's truly what we're seeking in meditation is falling in love with ourselves. So anytime somebody comes to me and says that I can't do that, like do that for five minutes, for me, the question then is, what would it look like to actually fall in love with yourself? Because my guess is is that hasn't been a consistent conversation, nor has it been maybe an experience. And so then if there hasn't been a conversation there hasn't been an experience, then we've just opened up a whole new door. <laughs> and we get to see what does that new door actually look like and feel like, and what could that connection be to, to ourselves?
0: You said that so beautifully. I, I really enjoyed a lot of the subtle points that you mentioned there. And I think a couple of them that come back to me is is really around like, what would it feel like if you were loving to yourself? and mm-hmm. And for me, like, the way I tend to, because a lot of times, you know, people have asked me about like, well, you think differently than than I do, or you, you think very macro or kind of bigger picture. And a lot of that's evolved for me is I realized that, I mean, especially working also in, in tech for me, which is, you know, very intellect-driven world, people are very much, you know, they, they prioritize this, uh, having having critical thinking as, as a skill set. However, I would argue that people are not always thinking deeply enough about themselves they're very good at maybe thinking about other things that are external but not so good at processing internal so my approach generally is is asking people questions that i know nobody has answers to objectively like and then just kind of throwing their mind in some sort of a disarray but then having them realize like look even though there's all these things that we don't know the world Mm -hmm. is still beautiful and it's being taken care of just like you and i are in this moment so for example if i were to tell someone why do you think the moon exists in our, in our solar system, right? And they'll be like, ah, I don't know, because of this and that and the other thing. I'm like, how about this? When the sun goes down at night, you and I have no idea sitting here that it's around the corner on the other side of this earth. We have some <laughs> technology, but we have really no idea uh, if it's really there. And whatever created this universe, however it came to be existing, The moon is there reflecting the sun at the time of night when we can't see it. It's like a rearview mirror. It's actually letting us know that it's there around the corner the whole time and it's going to be back again tomorrow and we're going to get another day to live. So it's just kind of like talking about how beautiful our, our system really is already. It's all taken care of. You and I didn't put that there. So what makes you think your little problem right now that you can't solve is the biggest thing in the universe? because it all feels like that to us. And part of that is like starting to I think get people to think more critically about the system that we live in or maybe not I don't know if critical is the right word but more about opening the gates of your mind to start to see that there's more to it than the 10 or 15 ideas that you have on repeat. You know, and then that allows me to then express or share with somebody like, "Okay, well why don't you sit down with me for 5 minutes and then let's do some breathing exercises." They'll be like, "What does that mean?" We're going to breathe something you naturally know already how to do. But we're going to do it intentionally. What does that mean? Well, we're going to see how long you, it takes before you get distracted. And then we're going to notice that. Right? And then like, kind of start to build off of that. I mean, at least that's what I did even for my own self. I realized that there's so many things going on in our head all the time. And especially when there's, uh, you know, nowadays with our phones and everything, we, we are so connected that those things linger on even when the time I don't have my phone on me. Or if I'm trying to like go and do something else outside, all of a sudden I'll think of some other idea or thing that I have to do and I'm back on my technology. It's like, how is that going to scale? Like it's, it's amazing to me that I've gone most of my life without meditating now that I think about it because it's like, I was not aware of so much about myself until I took the time to intentionally sit there and find what is naturally happening within me. Uh, how, tell me in the 10 plus years that you've been doing this, what have been the benefits that you've seen of course you mentioned like your brother and such had you know much a calmer temperament and all that good stuff but for you for 10 plus years Mm -hmm. i mean have you just wasted that time i I don't think so of course not but like what would you say has you know kind of brought brought in yourself you know out from there like what what has come out of it for you
1: oh my goodness so much
0: too many things to name i would say
1: oh man so much i think my health has gotten a whole lot better um I feel a lot more connected um intimacy with other people is yeah. actually very very different um and it's much deeper and uh, an ability to connect uh more and so that's uh something that's very important to me um the capacity to be able to um, like just connect to people and like see. If somebody is really sad, then it's like, "Okay, what's going on? I can listen,
0: <laughs> yeah, and like
1: really being able to listen, but I think so there's one one like big one, and the big one is the magic um and the like magical moments and so um it was probably about a few weeks ago, and I had. I had reached my limits of how much I could handle mm. in, in one like weekend. And like, I just couldn't do it. Didn't have the time, didn't have the space, didn't have the energy, nothing. And so like, just because you practice meditation does not mean you still don't have areas to work on.
0: That's a good topic. <laughs> we, should, we need to come back to that one.
1: <laughs> and so I like was really present to the fact that I was super frustrated and I was just overwhelmed and I climbed into my car and you know how it has like the little warning sign mm-hmm. for your yeah. like, tire or whatever. Right. I was like, Oh, you've got to be kidding. And since I'm in the mountains, it's like, okay, you know, I'm in the mountains. I've got this little tire warning. It's on a Sunday. Nobody's open. COVID's going on. What in the world? You know, like I have all the, like that story. It was just going like bonkers. Right. And I was like, all I wanted to do was do a mountain drive. I didn't want to have to deal with my stupid tire. This is the last thing I wanted to have to deal with. And so, um, (laughs) so then I'm like trying to figure out where this, um, where this tire, like which side on my car is the one that's given the warning and all this. And so, drove down through the little town and I'm going okay I'm pretty sure it's like the passenger right and so but where do you go to get this fixed like I don't know where you go to get this tire fixed there's not a discount tire in the mountains you guys
0: <laughs> makes sense
1: <laughs> and so I drove the town And then that's when I started crying because I was really frustrated and I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm frustrated with this. This is like not the way that I wanted it to go. I just wanted to be able to go connect to the mountains and feel, feel good. And um, so I turned, so I told the universe, I said, look, I need some help and I need help now. I don't need help like five minutes from now. I need help now. So show me where I'm supposed to go. And um, and I had a few expletives uh, amongst us too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's <laughs> where I wanted to go. <laughs> and so I then I had this moment where I turned around, and I don't know why I like saw this driveway, and so I drove down the driveway. It's like, okay, this is where I'm supposed to go. Doesn't make sense, but okay. I got to the end of the driveway, I stopped my car, there was this dog. And for me, dogs are like total god things. And so are universe things, however you want to perceive it. Like dogs and I get along great. And so this dog came out and I looked at this dog and She kind of looked a little protective of the property, but I was like, you know what? She knows that I'm fine. I know she's fine. Okay, we'll hopefully figure this out. So this guy comes out and he goes, how can I help you? Or can I help you? I mean, like, I don't know what's going on. And and I said, well, yes, actually you can. I've got a flat tire and I like explained this whole thing. And I said, I think it's on my passenger side. And he goes, oh, okay, great. Well, I can help, not a problem. And like, there was that piece inside where I was like, I'm just not sure. And like, it can really help. Is this really going to work? I don't know. And, um, and so he said, get into your car and like, turn your turn your wheel so that we can make sure so that we can see like what's there. Mm -hmm. Now you have to understand, I had asked him probably four or five times if he needed me to move my car because of like an air pump to like help with the car or whatever that looked like. And he kept telling me no. And I was like, well, why do you not need me to move my car? And so guaranteed, I'm like, I have the gerbils running in my brain hundred miles an hour. That's a good way to explain it. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And so I sat in my car and I turned the the steering wheel as he had asked me to. And it turns out, had I moved my car, you would not have been able to see the screw that was in my tire right there. Like, honest to goodness, he looked at me and he goes, I found it. And I went, oh, wow, this is interesting. And so I get out of the car and he's like, you know, I can fix this. You know that this is what I do for a living.
0: You know, and I have I'm no w- idea. This is a random person. Wow, that's said, quite good.
1: All I do is I repair I repair cars, I do oil changes, I clean cars, this is what I do. And I said and he goes, I need to go get a little kit here down down the way, but I'll be back. And I said, Well, do you want me to come too? He goes, No, you're not going anywhere. Stay here and I'll be back. And so like it was so amazing to be like in that space because number one, like the magic that's possible in multiple moments like that's just one Mm -hmm. one hour section of life of like what could be possible out of that and what could like continue forward could just be like absolutely spectacular and so he ended up getting the tire repaired and the whole thing and 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 then I was well on my way like no no thought process no no need to worry about it I went through the mountains and I had a great time. Like, magical, magical, magical time. Uh,
0: I love that story. And the thing that stood out to me, many things, two things mainly were, one, you asked the universe for help. You actually mm-hmm. said, I think there's something to it. I, I use that as well for myself where I'll say, I I call upon this universe to help me do this while I'm yeah. here in this mm-hmm. moment. I need help with this. Like, but very specifically, like, and sometimes it's actually really silly sounding. Sometimes it sounds like, I don't know how to do this. And I need you, the universe, in its infinite wisdom to help me do this. Yeah. And I'm just going to be here, present, waiting mm-hmm. for this, you know, to unfold. And <laughs> yeah. and I'll forget about it. And then, you know, somehow later on, at some point in the day, I'll reflect on this other thing that was really bothering me. And somehow things will just work themselves out. So I definitely can understand I think there's a piece i don't know what we would call it like from a terminology perspective But maybe it's like surrendering to whatever is much bigger than us that we can't explain mm-hmm. and and really asking for it to kind of manifest what needs to happen for us i guess in that moment and and then being open to whatever happens like being open to the outcomes of however it comes your way because those two things are very important because someone without that openness can very easily deflect all kinds of opportunities in their lives that are coming up to try to help them or to try to maybe navigate them in the direction where the universe wants you to go. But maybe there's some other blockage here by a viewpoint or a belief system where it's just holding you back. And uh, it's fascinating to me that, you know, even in this story, this is just, I can come up with many examples that I've kind of, where I've had the similar experience where, even right now where I am sitting, you know, in my life, like I, three years ago, when I started meditating, I was in a very different state, I was going through a very high, like, volatile state of uh, being very anxious and very depressed. um, And feeling like I have no interest in life and why it is the way it is and my life is the way it is, and how it came to be and just very much like so far out on the left, like negativity side. Um, than I've ever been I could remember in my life. And then somehow, though, like, there was always this deeper knowing that I don't know the future. I don't know a lot of things anyway. So I really trusted in, you know, just this guidance of, hey, you should try meditation. You should look into maybe, you know, doing some yoga for yourself. And just... At that time and and just to give you some brief history, like before then I used to be a competitive bodybuilder for a while. So I've I used to work out a lot, like I understood the benefit of physical fitness. It's when I stopped taking care of my physical health on a regular basis and started to work more and started to kind of project myself in those kinds of endeavors, I started to realize that my mental health tore down very quickly and I felt Mm -hmm. less resilient. And so at that point in time, like just doing certain things every day was almost like a pattern building process. To just do some exercise of some sort, whether it's breathing or you know physical whatever, to do it in an intentional manner every day, which was just grounding myself to remember that hey, I know things aren't perfect, but I know that you this, this is gonna get better because I believe that life is unfolding for me, and good things have also happened amongst all the other horrible things that I can think of, and just kind of reminding myself of like basic, uh, like foundations, I suppose. And that somehow really, le- like, it's the reason I call our studio Blossom Media and why I'm obsessed with blossoming and flowers and all that is because it's really like a very good analogy for how I see human beings. You know, mm-hmm. I see us as like, you know, we're seeds and we, you know, sprout up from from the soil and then we blossom into these flowers and that's our journey uniquely, all of us, right? And we'd all be in these little sunshine, some water, similar to us, like some food and water. It's the same thing. It's just we're walking plants and we have this intellectual capability of thinking I highly doubt plants are going. Oh, I don't want to be a you know pine tree. I would rather be a palm tree instead. It's like, but human beings, because we have this ability to kind of, I guess, command ourselves to do things, but we have this huge like opposition inside too. And I'm sure you can speak to it where you want to do things but then you have this other voice telling you no so what's the real truth you know what's the real real like voice inside of you of truth you want to do some things but then other times you don't want to do these things and then you you set out goals for yourself and you're very motivated and the other times you're not so it seemed very obvious to me that these are all passing states they're not persistent how do you deal with that like what for you as well like you know you mentioned a point earlier which maybe we can dig into now it's like I think there's a huge misconception that just because you're meditating, you're now all of a sudden like some saint or whatever. You're going to be perfect and you're never going to get angry and nothing will ever go wrong for you because you're a meditator. I mean, I couldn't (laughs) I couldn't tell you how silly that sounds. Right. But for some reason. Right. Part of I think that's just another play of our ego. Right. When we start to think of meditation as a practice or, or something that serves us we can very easily see like, well, if you just did meditation, it would solve your problems to somebody else. But it's like, that's not really the the, the entire truth, right? So talk to me a little bit about that, maybe, you know, from your perspective, How has that kind of played out in your life um, and then continues to, and how do you deal with like this consistent, like battle, quote unquote, that I'm calling it, like where you have these desires and you want to do things, but then you also want to be completely open to the outcomes from the universe and the way they play out. And that sort of, struggle between control and not knowing like which voice to listen to.
1: Yeah. So I'm going to answer the last one. Too first. many questions in there. <laughs> yeah. And then if I have more, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Sure. Um, so the first piece is just being in the space of the unknown. That's like absolutely the most magical place to be in to me. Um, it doesn't always happen. Like it's not in it's one of those from my own experience, it's like, okay, I know that I need to be there. I know that I want to be there. But how do I get there again? And then it's like, oh, that's right. I've got to let go of the story. I've got to like be fully present into the moment, um, let go of whatever the outcome is and be able to be fully present in love. Like love is absolutely, obviously the most powerful energy on the planet. And so if we're fully present to love, then we can have the opportunity to actually be in that space of the unknown, and just allow for people to people, places, and things to show up exactly as they are without meaning for control or mm. show up a certain way or otherwise. That's like the first piece. Um, the next piece is, is, oh goodness, I totally forgot what you're- Well, I was all- just
0: curious around like what, what to do, right? When you're having this duality of like, I wanna do things, but I sometimes Ooh. don't. And then you we have this in, inner battle all the time, right? Like. Even even after like having a meditation practice and knowing what we know about how, let's say, we coexist with this universe and we are a part of it, I still seem to believe like, or not believe, but I still seem to come across this inner struggle at times where it's like, dude, you know all this, like, you, you know, you could, you know, this isn't how it works, it's not in your control, but there's always sometimes there's this strong force that comes of, of opposition, you know, mm-hmm. and so... Melting into that, and you've already kind of answered it. Where it's like you have to kind of go through the process of, what am I holding on to that's causing me the suffering right now? What idea is it? Is it am I strongly attached to this outcome, and that's the issue? And then you know you kind of walk back from there. Okay, well if I let go of that outcome, what would I feel like? How would I feel if you know I I was in love with everything that was happening, even the process that I'm not, in, you know, in a fan of. But, <laughs> I'm then, not in love with. <laughs> but then like you know turning that into I guess action and then like going forward with it, you know, have you found any sort of techniques that have helped you?
1: So for me, I kind of have a, a maybe a different approach. I don't know. It's not just one like way, like one path. like sure. take a trail and that's the way to go. <laughs> it's
0: like you're having all the different tools in your tool belt. You put out the right one for the right occasion. Yeah,
1: exactly. And so for me, um, I eat, for myself, my experience has been is that if I eat super healthy, mm-hmm. it definitely helps the way my brain works. Um, so there's a lot less of those ups and downs and ins and outs and all the rest of the stuff. It's way more like um, I, I feel within myself that I can I, I feel much calmer. And um, so that piece is definitely important. The next piece that's uh, been super important is um, I go to this doctor who's a chiropractor. And he's a form of chiropractic called network spinal analysis. And it is absolutely fantastic um, because it's all using the meridian points throughout your body to then ultimately allow for the brain to provide more connection to that particular point, which then allows for the brain to go, oh, I'm bringing awareness to my right rib, mm. like whatever number rip. And it, then it can allow for that adjustment to happen. And so it's not a snap, crackle, pop kind of modality. It's all about energy and about the brain creating new neurotransmitter highways, I guess you could call it. And, um, and so that piece has been an amazing uh, piece for me. And then the third one has been uh, traditional Chinese medicine. Um, I have a doctor based in New York that I work with that has like completely changed my entire life um, for like my own health, how my physical body works. In the last three years, I like a few years ago, I had a an experience with myself that was not necessarily the most positive situation that could have occurred, and so my physical health just like went down to the worst that it's ever been. Hmm. And I've been working with her ever since this point. And what's been amazing is that my physical body just feels like so different. And, and I'm able to, like, respond to things versus just react. Right. And, uh, and so, like, it's, it's so different because it's, like, whenever something comes at us, sometimes it's just like, I'm just going to react. Wah! And, like, that's the way it's going to go. Versus something comes to me, it, there's, like, a, a couple-second lull And then we get the opportunity to respond. And so being able to, to use all these different tools. And then I've, I've gone into um, becoming a healing touch practitioner. And so I'm in the process of that also. And so that'll hopefully be by next year, I'll be a healing touch practitioner. And then of course, my own meditation practice um, on a daily basis. That's been super important. Um, Seeking out mentors that has also been a very powerful tool for me to like consistently create it so that I am in the conversation with people and so that they confront me on my stuff because I have plenty of stuff to be confronted on. And As do we all. Yeah, exactly. We're all human. And so like to be in that conversation with them and have a mentor that like, causes for something new to show up that's that's always the piece that i'm always looking for in a mentor is okay so you have a practice then what and it's not and i won't ever say that the mentor is somehow above me mm-hmm. but it it's always equal like we're always equals and and that's the piece that as the, as we grow and as we practice more and as we create more and as we do more then we'll get then we also get the opportunity to like realize that we're all equals we're all human we're all there and we're all one
0: actually if we could get past our stories
1: exactly Um, Exactly. (laughs)
0: that's fantastic i mean there's a lot of really good things that you mentioned in there i think starting with your health of course is very very important what you put in your body has so much to do with the type of cells it generates and the quality of those cells And all the other inner workings of our amazing organism that we are. And we totally consciously are unaware of it. Like, I'm not aware of my, uh, you know, each cell in my body and how it's moving around and whatnot. But it's amazing how much your inner thought process has an effect on the health of your physical body, though. I know for sure that's true. Like, I mean, anybody can try it. They can just sit here and think about all the dark things in their mind for about 10 minutes and see how you feel. And then do the complete opposite and see how you feel. And how you actually feel physically. You know, you will actually feel much different. You know, it's polarizing completely. It's either either like way up or like way down uh, to the point where you actually maybe want to like not even be alive. You know, it, it does happen. It really does. And, and so like, I guess where I'm trying to go with it is, you know, help me understand what you've taken from your journey and how you're applying that to, to Meditation Nut. Is that like your private practice to help other people grow in meditation? And then also, I know you also do Karma coaches as a business, I'd love to hear, and I think the audience would, too, about that and what that entails. So so give me a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. So it's a meditation nut. It is my private practice. And so through that, what I've done is obviously primarily worked with executives and folks that have been in business for a long time and are really wanting, they've, they've worked with a lot of other coaches already, and they're just like, well, uh, not sure what else to do.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: All roads lead
0: to meditation. That should be one (laughs) That's not a shirt already. Uh, We need to to make one of those. Go ahead. Go ahead, wander around and get all messed up and we'll see you back here. You know? It's like the Roomba. It goes around, hits all the walls, and it comes back and it's like, Well, you gotta come back to this at some point in your life. (laughs) It's a good one. (laughs)
1: and so it's a it's an amazing what's amazing is to see the results i i recently um finished with a a client here and we had worked together for the last year and in the process of that one of the things that had shown up for her was that every single area of her life changed Mm -hmm. like every single one it wasn't like oh just physical or oh just spiritual no all of it and um and I just find that just incredible. And to me, that's like, yes, that's what we want. And yet, whenever we first initially come into coaching, sometimes that's like, oh, no, I don't want to change everything. <laughs> don't want that. True. <laughs> so that's from, a, from an actual coaching practice. That's typically what, what ends up happening is that the transformation that ends up occurring is that every single piece of their lives gets touched. And um, while I know that people come in with one like, thought process as to what they want as an outcome, it's not typically that way. It's usually, okay, let's work together and like, let's actually cause or create something new to like, have that momentum happen. And then we meet on typically a weekly basis. Gotcha. And then through that, be able to like, actually do the work. Like that's the piece that separates people from others is doing the work versus not doing the work. That's it.
0: I mean, that's true for anything, right? It's like you can know all the theory, but at some point you got to, you know, do something.
1: Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And so within that, that's been like just an absolute uh, joy and immense experience that I get the opportunity to, to work with people. And it's just such an honor in my uh, for me because I just feel so uh, grateful for people to open up about who they are and to like actually be willing to like want that space and and want to create that with me. And so it's, it's just incredible.
0: So uh, if someone wanted to get in touch with you about meditation, uh, where would they go? Should, where should they find you?
1: So LinkedIn is probably the easiest spot.
0: That's where I found your. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's where I hang out the most. <laughs> it's a great
0: platform. And I'm, so, I'm just loving how much it's growing this year in 2020. It's been yeah. amazing. You know, so, yeah. And then tell me a little bit about like Karma Coaches and, and what the mission behind that is and uh, you know, how that works.
1: Yeah. So Karma Coaches, I started this a little over a year ago. And um, so for myself, I've been an entrepreneur for a long time um And so, with this business, one of the things that I've built it on is uh, three pillars, which is connect, create, and transform. So, connect is the more we connect to ourselves, the more we get the opportunity to connect to others. Right. Create is creating something new. So, as a coach, we get the opportunity to ask a question or uh, say a statement or something that allows for that creation of something new, and then transform is that ripple effect that happens both in the coach's life and also in the client's life. And cause that ripple effect, whenever that, that like moment happens where you see a client go, Oh, I get it now. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden as a coach, we get the opportunity to go, wow, that was an amazing experience. And then that allows for that ultimate ripple effect in our own lives of people around us being able to experience that just as much as within the client's life. Um, and so the, the, that is what the platform is based on. Um, and so currently we have life and business coaches on the platform and what we do is we do monthly masterminds, monthly book groups, and then we also have our master's network. And within that, we partner with organizations to provide leads to the coaches. Um, we have our coach partner program. Um, which is where I actually work with corporations to provide coaching services. And then I match them with specific coaches. And so it's more of a small team kind of a basis gotcha. where, where we do those type of services. And so within the coach partner program, we provide executive coaching, leadership coaching, business growth coaching, and then sales coaching. And so, but then with the life and business coaches of like other ones that are actually on our platform itself, those are just where we get the opportunity to connect to individuals too, and just say, "Hey, get connected to this person," or "Hey, get connected to that person." They're seeking for a coach just like you, or whatever that that might look like. So, um, it's been a really interesting year, I will say that, because um, we started last August, and then um, you know, in the I've always had this. Or focus on wanting to do uh, more uh, like online, have an online business. Mm-hmm. That's been like what my primary focus has been. And so, what I had thought though with an online business was that I was going to be doing like still speaking engagements and things like that. And I was wrong. <laughs> things have changed
0: <laughs> for everyone this year.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so it's been an amazing shift to be in. It's like, what does that shift actually look like? And really practice that for myself.
0: So have you noticed, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. If you had more, Um, go ahead. um, Um, Have you noticed, like, so you mentioned, you know, you're working with businesses or enterprises, I guess, to help them, you know, get coaching. What's mm -hmm. been your kind of um, viewpoint on, because I've been trying to figure this out for myself, like. Yeah working that I, you know, work in the tech industry and and uh, with a lot of large businesses and whatnot, you know, I have endeavors of wanting to also help people by what I've learned because I feel like I'm a good candidate for someone who's done a lot of work in physical health. I understand that really well. I've, yeah. I've you know, I've been doing work with my own, you know, inner self. And I think I have, from what other people tell me, I, after, you know, conversating with me, a lot of people come back with saying that, hey, I feel way more clear um, about you know things, and I'm, I'm in a better place now, and I feel good, which has just motivated me because I'm always been a very driven individual too, has motivated me to want to find. Again, it's almost almost like rather than get upset at it, I've been, I've asked the universe to find a way to help me with this. Maybe you're a part of that now, and it's like how do how do I get into helping other people in a, in a larger scale? Part of that this podcast is essentially to make this a library of. Of me trying to talk to other people about these things, of which I think are very valuable and important. And mm-hmm. um, you know, have you what have you noticed in, the, in like the workforce? Like, are people open to wanting to meditate or learn more about it, or is that not the approach you go with? It kind of just curious for my own sake. Like, what what works for you to kind of get the enterprise people or people in business intrigued or even interested in this?
1: So I've actually had people approach me.
0: Okay, so they're ripe right, um, fruits ready for picking. <laughs>
1: I'm a perfect peach. I like that. Um, I love peaches with the like super soft and fuzzy. Oh my (laughs) gosh. Just so wonderful. Um, (laughs) um, But no, I've had people approach me in the context of like providing meditation for um, for their organization, like for a lunch break or something like that or for their monthly meeting or something because one of the things that's going on right now is that people have literally had to shift their entire world. All of it. And so it's not like, oh, I only have to shift part of it. It's oh no, like we have like literally flipped a coin. Oh, yeah. And so in that conversation with some of these organizations, it's okay, so if we flip the entire coin then what does it actually look like for your employees to be happy? Mm. And what would it actually look like for your employees to want to work for you and like want to stay and not be like, oh my gosh, so in fear, but like actually be present to what might be possible out of generating who they are. Because if, if a company can empower people and who they are like who their employees actually are not what they want not what it's supposed to look like not any of that but who they actually are if they know how to do that then the company will be very uh, successful
0: right of course it makes sense i mean if people that are there are more focused on being present and and loving and caring about the business it's going to do well i i believe that i have a small business that my wife is running and I help her out with you know part of that is having this podcasting studio and this backdrop that you see behind me you know helping mm-hmm. people kind of put their branding behind them and and all that good stuff and you know a large part of us growing even our small team has been trying to find people and getting them to understand that look we don't we don't just care about like what work you can do it's more about how can we collectively like help each other and then also the the uh, in a bigger picture everybody else that we're going to touch with this and you know like kind of try to I'm really really helping to work around building a team that's that's centered and focused on like what matters and what's essential and not just kind of like what we all kind of fall in the mundaneness of life. You know it's just very <laughs> it's just very common, right? So we've been programmed to do that for so long. It's it's a whole different thing now, you know, to go about it. Um
1: There's this I want to tell you a story. Please tell me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I had previously owned a pet sitting and dog walking company. And, um, so I was in the process of hiring uh, new pet sitters and, um, and I was going through like one of those periods where I was frustrated because I wasn't attracting like the right pet sitter and by the right pets are like reliable, communicative, has the ability to take care of dogs, follows through all that kind of stuff. And, um, and so I met this person. And, um, it was interesting cause like in the conversation, she like felt like she was continuously trying to persuade me mm. as to how good of a job that she could do. Right. Like she goes, Michaela, you just don't understand. Like I can do this job. And, uh, and I'm like, but you don't understand how many people have like totally pulled the rug from underneath my feet. And, in the conversation with her one of the things that showed up by the end of it was that she was absolutely amazing at what she did cuz i ended up hiring her and i said okay one job that's it just <laughs> to test yeah. you out yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> um, and so what i what i saw though out of that once once i got to the other side is that the team that i started building after her was so different than what it was before because i finally saw what it was i actually wanted like what was actually there for me was i saw she was communicative she was responsible she like was super passionate and she absolutely loved and adored them, like, loved the dogs. And, like, she was always in communication with me if something ever happened, or, and she was also very responsible. If for some reason I couldn't get to my phone, then she, like, said, I've made a decision. This is the way that we're going to go. And it's, it, and it might seem simple as a pet city and dog walking company, but. Had that not happened, I don't think, number one, I would have had the team that I had. But also, I don't know if I would have seen some of the things I do now where I see how important that is whenever people feel fully seen, Hmm. like fully, fully, fully seen. Um, Recently, we had a a coach on Karma Coaches actually pass away. And... Um, She passed away about a month ago. And I had gotten together with her a few months ago. And it was amazing to me to be in this conversation because what showed up was that she had said one of the things about Karma Coaches that she really liked was she felt fully seen. Like this was a platform where she was like, this is it. Like this is mine. Like this is my platform. This is what I've been looking for. And what she had expressed was that in her relationships, so like in her personal relationships, she had an experience being fully seen. Mm -hmm. And so whenever she passed, I felt off. I couldn't figure out why I felt off. I was just like, oh, I mean, number one, I haven't ever lost somebody in business that I've like done business with. And so I was like, okay, maybe that's what it is. But then a friend of mine had asked, she goes, so what, like, what's going on? Like, what's actually there? And I said, I don't know. And what I finally realized is that all of us really want to be fully seen and fully loved. And that's it. Like, there's, there's nothing else. Fully seen and loved, and our life can be fully complete. And I just, I got that. And, like, once I saw that, I was like, oh, This is the platform for coaches to feel fully seen and loved. That's what it
0: is. I love it. That's what you've built with Karma Coaches.
1: Yep. You got it.
0: What a beautiful mission for a business, right? Not just for profit like everybody else. But I mean, that's really, I can resonate a lot with that because that's why I wanted to do or start Blossom Media Studio is really to help people elevate their voices and kind of recognize the power in it. To be able to feel comfortable enough to speak your truth and just talk from your own perspective. And also just kind of, you know, being intentional about it. Because when you sit down and you try to do it or have a conversation with somebody, you have to be present with them. You can't really be distracted and be other places. Mm -hmm. And uh, that teaches us, I believe it's a way of communication and bonding and connection. It definitely helps when the people are in person, if it's a little bit different. But at the same time, I would say, uh, with just the way technology works nowadays, how like, quick it is to, you know, see the video real time and everything, I don't think it's that much, you know, different as of now. It's actually more convenient than anything, right? Like, look at you. You're in a different state, different time zone, and here we are, you know, making this happen now. And, um, you know, I really, really have enjoyed this conversation with you. And maybe the last thing that I want to ask you before I let you go for the day is really, like, how would you say you want to be remembered when it's all said and done? Hmm.
1: That I brought love, joy, and laughter.
0: I love it. I just want to remind people that they're peace and love and they keep forgetting. <laughs> mm-hmm. With that said, Michaela, I can't uh, thank you enough for being here today with me on this show. If there's anything else you want to mention before we sign off,
1: no, I mean, nothing. If you want to connect to me, connect to me. <laughs> connect with her
0: on LinkedIn. She's a very energetic, loving soul. And I've really just uh, just gotten a really good glimpse of it, you know, just in this conversation. And I'm Pretty sure everybody who listens back to this will as well. So, thank you again from the bottom of my heart for being here and being a part of this. And uh, can't wait to see how our lives blossom after this.
1: <laughs> Blossoming. Oh boy.
0: Yep. All right. Take care, everybody. We'll be back next time.